Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Anne Baldwin. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC Newstalk 1080. Uh, it's so great to be along with you on this Sunday, and we hope you're having a great day so far. I'm Ann Baldwin, one of the hosts of this program. And I am Beth Connor, substituting for Lisa DeMattis Lapori. Never I'm, substituting. Well, so I'm the, the chief strategy officer at The Connection and uh, representing Lisa today. Yes, Lisa is uh, taking a little time out, doing some things with her son, Nico. So hopefully she's having a good time and making lots of progress as they look to figure out what his future holds in store. That's right. Uh, you that's can right. only hope for the best, Important right? Important parent stuff. Yeah, that's right. But it's so great that uh, she's so involved in that, too. So we've got a uh, two-parter today because we're going to be talking about VOCA, which is uh, victims, which is the Victims of Crime Act. We've got Yolanda Ortiz. She's a regional coordinator uh, for VOCA. And also Erica Mastrani, who's the regional coordinator of VOCA and case management. So, Beth, I'll let you go ahead and introduce our first guest. So we've got a lot to talk about in a short period of time. We do. So thank you, Yolanda, for, for being with us today. We're really excited to hear more about VOCA. And, you know, one thing I didn't know was a little bit of the history of what VOCA is. I didn't even know what it stood for. So do you want to talk a little bit about the history, when it was incepted, and and uh, what it's doing today. Sure, so VOCA stands for Victims of Crime Act, and it was actually um, something that President Ronald Reagan um, helped to create. Um, he came up with a task, for, task force back in the 1980s, the early 80s, to help victims of crime, to help them uh, financially, uh, get them connected to uh, supports and resources, and also to help them with the compensation for any reimbursements that they may have incurred from expenses because of any crime. Wow. So how long has VOCA been in existence in Connecticut? I think VOCA's been in existence for us ever since the act came about, but there weren't any particular agencies that were doing the kind of work that we're doing to get the word out and try to help victims of crime. I see. So what is it that led you to work in this particular sector? What what gained your interest? You've been doing this for a long time, working with um, the grandparents that are raising uh, children program, et cetera. So what is it? So... Um, I've worked with victims of crime before. I've, I've worked with domestic violence victims. And, and why? Well, I, I unfortunately, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of violence. Um, I witnessed my mother, um, you know, being beat up um, many a times as a child. And um, it was very traumatizing. Sure. Um, but in the back of my head, I always told myself that um, I wasn't ever going to place myself in a situation like this. Um, no one should. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that 
me wanting to help people, mm -hmm. um, it came about from, from my childhood experiences. Sure. Um, and, you know, I, I see sometimes I see women who are in situations like this and they think that they can't get out of it mm -hmm. because they're afraid. They don't know how to. You can. You don't have to live this kind of life. And Absolutely. so um, I think that um, just I, I just want to help. That's right. awesome. And we've talked a lot about that. You know, the month of October was uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So um, talk a little bit about what is the Connecticut Council of Family Services Agency? So the Connecticut Council of Family Services Agencies is a network of agencies, um, nonprofit agencies, accredited agencies that are throughout the state of Connecticut. Um, there's about 15 agencies in our network. Um, we have agencies in Willimantic, West Hartford, Stanford, you name it. And and they are the the ones who provide the the hands-on work mm -hmm. for the programs that we create and the funding that we get from either state or federal. And so they actually are the ones who are out there working with the families, working with individuals to help them become stronger. And you know, you it's interesting that you mention you know the diversity in the cities where you have those services because. Again, there's that stereotype or that misconception that this stuff only happens in poorer communities. Right. And it's really across the board. And I mean, some of the wealthiest person or the mm -hmm. per person next door that you think's, you know, got it all made. And it's like, leave it to Beaver and, you know, Joan Cleaver, if you remember that show. Yes, I do. And, uh, and maybe it's not. No, ex exactly. You know, just, I, just like drugs doesn't discriminate. Right. Mm -hmm. Violence do doesn't discriminate either, sure. and uh, you could be the the richest, smartest person in the world, and there's still something going on in the household. So, we're spread throughout the whole state. Um, if the family or individual can't come to us, our case managers are mobile, mm -hmm. and they can go to them. So, talk about what kinds of services people can receive from CCFSA. Yes. Um, we have several programs, um, even though we're going to be focusing on VOCA. We have um, a case management for TANF recipients, which mm -hmm. is um, the old welfare to work program. Um, it's no longer called that. And so we have a case management program that helps individuals who are no longer receiving cash assistance from the state, helping them to get employment, housing, um, and not be dependent on that any longer. Uh, we also have the PEP program, which is a parenting program for individuals who are going through a divorce, who may who may need parenting classes, uh, maybe DCF is requiring. Uh, so we have that program as well. And that, all of that is done through our network of agencies. So I we see. don't do that directly. Um, and we also have a housing mobility counseling and search assistance program. So we have several uh, very beneficial programs out of CCFSA, including the VOCA program. So talk a little bit about the VOCA case management program and how does that differ from some of these other services? But can I just say I'm a little confused. What is the difference between VOCA and the Connecticut Council of Family Service Agencies? So VOCA is a program within the Connecticut Council of Family okay. Services. Yeah. I just wanted to yeah. clarify yeah. that. So okay. we are the main You're the umbrella. Yes, we're the umbrella. <laughs> okay. And then all of the other agencies are part of our network, and they're providing VOCA case management assistance. Okay, good. Thanks for clearing that up. You're welcome. Now I'll let you get back to the question that Beth just asked. Well, and I have another question, too. Who is your customer? So who do you work with? We work with all, all types of people, mm -hmm. young and old. Uh, our program are, is for victims of crime who can be six months old to 
you name it. Mm. There's no age requirement. Um, crime happens to all all ages. Mm. And so uh, we have families, uh, we have individuals we work with, we even work with undocumented individuals as well. Mm. So how do people access your program? We are doing lots of outreach. Um, we have case managers that are located throughout the state that are also doing outreach. And um, also by just coming to programs like what you have here to mm -hmm. make sure that the word gets out mm -hmm. um, about the VOCA services. Right. And you um, can also go to the Mothership or the Umbrellas website, website at CTFSA. That's C as in Cat, T as in Tom, F as in Frank, S as in Sally, A dot org. Um, other folks can also um, they can self make refer. They can self refer. They can self refer. Right. So you don't have to go to one of our agencies. You can call the number that um, I believe is listed there, yeah. um, and you can self refer. Uh, we'll get the referral and we'll uh, assign you to a case manager that's closest to you. And that number is eight hundred five zero five nine thousand. Yes. Well, this has been very interesting, Yolanda, and uh, we're going to talk to Erica Mastrani, who's also the regional coordinator of the VOCA program as well, and uh, find out more about all the great things that you do and uh, ask her some additional questions as well. Sounds good. Thank you. So as promised, um, Erica is also here, uh, Erica Mastrani, who's the regional coordinator of VOCA Case Management. Thank you for also being here today. You're welcome. So um, we'll start from the, the top with you as well as we did with Yolanda. What brought you into the field that you're working in? Um, kind of by accident. I uh, worked in the behavioral health field for about 11 years, and um, I started working at Child Advocacy Center, um, working with victims of crime. Um, our victims were sadly the children so i worked a lot with families parents and the child um, and became extremely passionate about it um, moving forward and seeing how they could cross over from victims to survivor and really change their life once they get the services that they need um, and i've been in the field ever since. ever since that's great tell us a little bit about voca services and what specific services are provided and, and how how they benefit people um, the VOCA program that we offer is a holistic case management program um, where we could uh, connect families and victims with services um, for trauma, mm -hmm. um, compensation, um, uh, applications that we could help them fill out um, if they need compensation for, say, co-pays or um, crime cleanup, things of that nature. Um, and we just kind of try to help them to not stay stuck in the position that they're in when they come into us and really see the light at the end of the tunnel. Crime cleanup. Yes. Is that what I think it is? Yes. So if there is, um, say, a domestic dispute, um, someone comes in and breaks in, maybe we could help with lock changing, things of that nature. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what other things... Um, that we could help with, uh, say, if they need a security system. Um, we're not going to pay the monthly payments, but we would, say, help them with um, the installation fee. So these are all things, you know, you, I don't really, you know, think about that. Right. But if it's just instead of having to totally relocate somebody, maybe it's just a matter of having a good security system where that individual can and feels, you Safe. know, safer in their environment. Well, and I think what's important here, so at The Connection, uh, a large part of our staff are case managers, and it sounds like that's the service that you provide as well. And case managers really are a helping hand. 
and it's uh, anything that an individual needs to move themselves forward in life, right? Absolutely. So I know our case managers help with all different types of situations, whether it's budgeting skills, cooking skills, uh, you know, help with security, mm-hmm. uh, help with housing, help with uh, dealing with other individuals. And it sounds like you offer similar services, but just targeted towards those individuals who are victims of crime. Yes. Yes, that's exactly exactly what we do. That's awesome. And so it's such a needed service. It is. It is. I think um, sometimes victims are forgotten about. It's swept under the rug. And we really um, make an effort to make sure that they are not forgotten. So, I mean, this is kind of a tough question to ask, but what qualifies someone as a victim? Because, you know, someone may, uh, you know, grab my purse at the grocery store. Am I a victim of crime? You can be a victim of crime in, in benefit from our services, but not get compensation. So let's say that your purse was grabbed and you didn't fill out a police report, or let's say your husband had abused you and you don't want to um, seek any type of um, prosecution. You could still be a client and still seek services with us. Um, if you want to have compensation benefits, that's that would have to be reported. So um, crime could occur, but you might not want to take the next step, but still be a client. So really, if you are a victim of a crime, you should file a police report, right? Which might entitle you to additional services. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, we, I have in the past gotten clients that have came in that have not wanted to file police report in the beginning, but then after services and working with a good support system have came to that point. Talk a little bit about the uh, rewards of doing what you do, because obviously you're very passionate about this type of work. I feel as draining as it can be working with victims, um, as unraveled as you get them, I think what's rewarding is empowering them and watching them transform um, before your eyes. You know, who you get in front of you at the beginning of the year versus the end of the year is a totally different person. And how many folks are you actually working with each year? Um, This is a new program, so we just started. Um, Our goal is 624 um, by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, That could go up, though. So if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Erica Mastriani, and she's a regional coordinator and also uh, in charge of VOCA case management. And uh, we do really pay attention to confidentiality on this program, but I'm just curious, Erica, if you can just give us an example of, you just mentioned how people are so different when they come in and when they, when they get the services, um, at the end of those services, can you give me an example of a, of a situation that you worked on without breaking, you know, confidentiality, of course? There's so many. Um, I would hate for someone to be listening and be like, why didn't she say me? Um, (laughs) I had a mother one time that, um, her the victim and the perpetrator were both her children she was um had a family of nine um when i met her there were certain things um religious beliefs and so many factors that really had so many barriers of her even trusting and wanting to work with the program and by the end of the program she always came to our group she didn't miss any of her appointments for her or her children which you can imagine were a lot being a family of nine um and she was totally empowered um to the point where she could advocate for herself which 
was so rewarding um, to see that transformation of not wanting services, being very distrusting and very closed to being our star client, if you will. Because these folks must be, they must feel very victimized. Absolutely. And when you're victimized, you're feeling, right, very unempowered. Mm -hmm. So to take someone that is feeling very vulnerable and giving them the skills and the tools that they need to rise above and to move forward with their lives must be just an uh, awfully wonderful Absolutely. Uh, feeling. Absolutely. And in this situation, you said the victim. The victim and the and perpetrator. And the perpetrator were. Both her children. Well, she, it wasn't necessarily her, but it was both of her children that were on both ends of the situation. Right. Wow, that's got to be difficult. I mean, I watch a lot of those self-help TV shows, and you see when that stuff happens, it's like, what do you do? Right. Um, who would have ever thought mm-hmm. that one of your own children could, you know, be the perpetrator in, right. in a crime? Right, right. And where are your loyalties as a parent? Right. right. And seeing her go through that whole process and kind of walking her through and and be, being a human first sure. and a mother. It's, it, it, you know, it was a difficult process, but um, the transformation that happened was it, undescribable. I'm sure. So that's awesome. Um, so we want to talk a little bit again about how to refer people mm-hmm. to the VOCA program and people can self-refer. Yeah. What does that mean? Self-refer. Um, maybe you are feeling like you are a victim and you're wanting to reach out. You could call in and give us your name, your contact information, and we could link you up with a case manager that could help you through the process. Um, we've also had victims that have, you know, shared our services with friends that, you know, feel that they qualify and they'll refer themselves as well. Are there people that call in that don't qualify, if you will? Not, we haven't had that issue yet. So if they're calling, there's a reason they're calling. There's a reason that they're calling, yes, absolutely. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, even if they didn't qualify, which I don't see why not, you don't just wake up one day and say, hey, I think I've been a victim of crime. You usually you know. are. Um, we There's other services that we could you know, refer them to and make sure that they do get connected. And I think that's one of the great things about the nonprofit world in Connecticut is that everybody's so close and so tight and so aware of what each other offers. Um, I personally think a lot of that has come because you've had to, because there's been cuts in resources and financial support. Again, that's just my opinion, um, that you've had to really, you know, get closer to each other and figure out, well, if we can't help you, here's who can. Right. And doesn't that really benefit us all in the state of Connecticut, whether we're out there seeking these services or not, the health and well-being of our residents is a benefit to all of us. Absolutely. And I think from a nonprofit standpoint, too, uh, certainly the connection offers a, a variety of services, but we don't offer the specific services that you may offer. So for us to partner with other organizations throughout the state is really important to get our clients the best help that they can get. Absolutely. And we do partner with other organizations across the state because we don't know it all. Um, and others partner with us or call us because we may offer something that they don't have. Well, and for example, Beth, I mean, someone may come out of, you know, the, the system, mm-hmm. um, have, have been incarcerated, also have been a victim while being incarcerated, hypothetically. And this is a perfect example of how that could parlay into over um, what you offer over at VOCA. Yes. Absolutely. And we're looking at those things all the time. So we run a number of halfway houses throughout the state where folks are coming out of incarceration and they're trying to uh, get back mainstreamed into community life. But beyond that, 
there are a whole host of issues that they need to deal with emotionally and otherwise. And uh, sometimes it's reconnecting with family members, even if they've done them wrong in the past. Right. And so there's there's just a lot of navigating that exists. Absolutely. And so I can see why our folks probably will reach out to, to you in terms of navigating those tricky waters. So Erica, what is it that you need to see happen before someone can, and it is possible, I guess, to go from victim to survivor. I see this oftentimes. I work a lot in the breast cancer, you know, um, nonprofit world, and they say, I am not a victim. I am now a survivor. Right. I think me personally, from being in the field, um, therapy helps with that, really just changing their mindset. Um, a lot of victims come in and, and feel as though they did something to to be in this role and in this situation. That's not always, you know, that's never the case. And I think working with them and talking with them, and there comes a point where we'll see a lot of, well, I saw it with the children. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, this isn't who I am. This isn't my identity. Those are like really strong words for like a nine or 10 year old, you know, who's been through horrific things that I haven't even at 32. Um, so definitely, I think tr- trauma focused therapy, I'm a firm believer. Um, and groups and being around people that have been through where you, you have been through and support you and understand maybe that your walk isn't the same, but it's similar. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, um, they, they really find a lot of empowerment in connecting with each other and saying, I'm not alone, but this happened, but this isn't who I am. And isn't this example too, Beth, of what we've talked about before too, is that, you know, you, you're a victim. It's, it was bad, but you get in these rooms and you get in these groups and you hear other people's stories mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, you know, it makes you rethink your situation. I'm sure in some cases, because what you think is bad that's happened to you, somebody else has had it worse. Right. Right. So how do you turn that around? And right. that's why that peer-to-peer support is, huge. is so huge yeah. in so many ways, whether you're a victim, whether you're in recovery, whatever it is, you need to have that experience. I really too. And truly, someone that's been there and yeah. understands you for, for what you're going through. I think that's, that's really, you know, a big part of this. I agree with you because I think that professionals could only do so much, yes. right? There's something special that happens with that peer support. It's a different dynamic. So this is a fairly new program. And what are your goals moving forward? We're going to have you back here. Let's say a year from now, you're going to tell us what. What's going to transpire between now and then? I hope that we meet our numbers and help all the people that we can. I, I really hope we exceed our numbers. Um, you know, I don't hope that people are out there committing crimes, but I know there are crimes that have been committed, and I hope that people find the strength to, you know, get the help that they need. And you don't mean meeting our numbers so that you make money? No. You There's mean, no... like, like that, I'll hear that from a retail person. I got to <laughs> no. make my numbers today, but that is not uh, your intention. No, you're, you're looking at numbers from how many people can we, we help. help? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I know that there's crimes that have been committed that, you know, I hope people find the strength to get the help that they need and, and reach out. And what if, if you're a victim? I'm sorry. Yeah. What if you're, <laughs> what if you're a victim of a crime that happened 10 years ago? You can still come forward. And um, you could still be viable for compensation. Really? Yeah. So there's no time no. limit on it. No, we um, there's there's ways around it. OVS, the Office of Victims Crime, uh-huh. um, they are very workable. They're always trying to be inventive on the ways that they could help people. So they're they're not very cut and dry on the the time limit and 
we could work with them still. What a great uh, support service. So I want to just mention again that the self-referral uh, number is uh, 800-505-9000. And uh, call it if you're a victim of any crime. You want to talk with someone, get some services, or just talk it over with the professional that's that's been there and understands. Absolutely. So, so what is your advice to people? We have about 30 seconds left. What do you want people out there listening to this program? What do you want them to think about? What should they know? You should know that there's help, that there's support, and it's only a phone call away, and you're not alone. Well, thank you very much. We also want to thank um, Yolanda Ortiz, who was also on this program today. You know, keep up the good work. Um, sometimes we say continued success, but it's it's to everybody's benefit that this program succeeds and that more people uh, that need it get the help that they so desperately desire. So thank you both for what you do. All right. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Beth, for sitting in on this half hour of The Connection. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Anne, always. Always learn something and always trying to help people. That's what the show is all about. And a special thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.